Another one. Another one. The Marlins have not just one, but two representatives for... Yes, you heard it right. Great Britain. The Marlins are going to have two players, both Bahamian studs, playing for Great Britain. We're going to dig into that. Plus, look ahead to this Nat series and the key storylines that I'm keeping an eye on on today's Locked on Marlins. You are Locked on Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from Great Britain and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This is your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt. Do not forget to follow me, of course, guys, on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. You need to swap out the UK, put underscore GB, I think. I don't know. Anyway, if you are uh, if you're a podcast listener, please subscribe. Why not? If not, as well, leave a review. I've seen, I was looking on Spotify, tons of five-star reviews. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you. And I'm glad you're enjoying the show. If you are watching uh, on the YouTube channel, hello. Welcome to my living room. Of course, same spot. Please subscribe there as well. Why not? You can decide what you want. Audio, visual. Audio, visual. Or both. Whatever. Nevertheless, it's the Friday episode of Locked on Marlin solo pod. Relatively breezy one because in just uh, about 30 minutes time, I'm hopping on with the Fish Stripes guys uh, doing the Fish Stripes live in advance of this Nat series. So, a lot of content coming out here on a Friday. Uh, I have not been drinking. Yesterday, I had a few wines pre-recording. Today, no wines. So anyway, uh, there may be a few wines during Fish Stripes Live, though, perhaps. Anyway, guys, main news. Main news that dropped right in advance of hitting record for this pod. Uh, the Marlins, it's already announced, and it was announced by the man himself, Jazz Chisholm Jr., that he will be representing and playing shortstop for Great Britain. We also now have a second Marlin representing Great Britain, and it's another Bahamian stud, Ian Lewis. Absolutely love Ian Lewis. I've seen some uh, footage of him this year. And to be honest with you, it's basically a baby jazz. So I am extremely excited as a British baseball fan now and, you know, going to enjoy this full World Baseball Classic experience for what it is. And I'm excited to see who else uh, Great Britain can call upon. But Everyone that's from the Bahamas, you know, we got Lucius Fox maybe that, that may want to participate as well. There's going to be Bahamian guys everywhere, plus other guys kind of sprinkled in there. Really exciting to see. If you look at Ian Lewis's stats this year as well, he's had a, he's been playing at A-ball in Jupiter. Um, and actually, he's he's having a great year. We, we got to call it out that he's primarily playing second base. Um, and, you know, as, as we kind of think about the great British uh, lineup, if he does indeed start Ian Lewis here, you could well have Jazz Chisholm at shortstop and Ian Lewis at second base uh, for Great Britain. Uh, for those that are kind of thinking about this and pondering on it, rumor has it that Great Britain are going to be in Pool A uh, for the World Baseball Classic. So unfortunately not Pool D, which would have been optimal. I think I would have had to have finally made the trip over, done some World Baseball Classic and maybe even stayed on for opening day. I don't know. I uh, would have at least been there for spring. But it looks like Pool A, which is being hosted out of Taiwan, I believe Italy and the Netherlands uh, are also in that pool. Um, listen, if, if Great Britain pump it up full of full of guys, and you never know with baseball, who's to say Great Britain can't qualify? Uh, I believe the second, if the, the first kind of knockout will also be 
uh, in that region as well. So it won't be until the latter stages where it gets exciting in Miami. So, you know, we can hope and pray as uh, great British fans uh, that they can make it that far. You never know. I mean, we, what, what are the Yankees doing this year? Aaron Judge is just absolutely carrying them. What's to say Jazz Chisholm can't carry Great Britain all the way? What's to say? But nevertheless, massive news. Great to see. And I'm really intrigued to see what Ian Lewis can do. Um, and, you know, again, getting a look at his kind of at-bats in this kind of tournament when the pressure's on. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what's he been doing this year? I mean, he's still only 19, so he's still really young. But he's, you know, overall, he's hitting 265. An OPS of 715, um, you know, only well, 45 strikeouts, 22 walks, a uh, couple of home runs there, sprinkled in two bombs, uh, all all together in 185 plate appearances. So listen, he's he's young for the you know for 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 Jupiter, no doubt. He's only 19. I think that he's got a really bright future here with the Marlins, and I think this is a real good opportunity for him. So I'm excited for him, uh, for certain. I'm excited for British baseball fans to get a look. All of a sudden, there's this connection now with the Marlins, the Bahamas, and Great Britain. I love to see it, and I feel like I'm right at the epicenter of that, which is great to see. I will be working hard. The invites are out. If you know Jazz Chisholm or if you know Ian Lewis, send them a DM, send them a text, and say, listen, the British host of Locked on Marlins would love a conversation. Get on the show. Give us all the hype, all the uh, all the, the, the pre-tournament hype. No doubt about it. I'm here for that. So, guys, that is... The World Baseball Classic uh, thus far. We also actually did see some uh, the fixtures coming out, I think, for the, the the Pool D, the Miami-hosted stuff. And it looks to me like you've got the DR versus Venezuela, I believe, in the, in the first game. Well, it's on the first day. I think it's the second game of the day. And I don't know how things are going to play out, but it's it's possible there. You've got a Sandy versus Pablito uh, matchup there in game one, which would be absolutely sensational. And it's going to be really, it's going to be bittersweet for us Marlins fans to see Lone Depot absolutely packed out and jumping like crazy. But nevertheless, that's one of the things to look forward to this weekend. So let's segue into that and think about what what are the key storylines that I'm mindful of heading into this Nat series. Storyline number one remains, of course, Sandy and Sandy's Beach is going. And I've seen that, you know, they're really throwing things at it um, right now. T-shirts. Um, you name it, they're sending little vials full of sand and, and little clips and, and stats about Sandy's year. It's been a stunning year. We're not clear if this will be his final start, but maybe it will be. He's facing the Nats on Saturday. It's not a UK-friendly time. Again, I, I don't know what happened to those earlier you know, UK-friendly starts that they had earlier in the year, going at like uh, on a Saturday 3.05, that kind of time, or 4.05 perhaps. It was. Now they're pushed back to the later Eastern time of, uh, I'm kind of losing track of it, let's say 6.35 Eastern, uh, which is not optimal from a from a UK perspective. Um, nevertheless, it may be one of them that I'll stay, stick around for the first hour, see how Sandy rolls. I think I know how Sandy's going to roll. He's coming off facing in the Nats last time. That does add some challenge. We have to call it out that facing the same team uh, effectively, you know, back-to-back in starts, you know, the Nats are going to have had a look at Sandy. Does that Was that going to help them? I'm not sure it will. I mean, Sandy was just effortless last time, 10 pitches an inning, just cruising along. Sandy's going to be going in there looking to throw back-to-back complete games. I know it. He's going to have that mentality. He's going to be on the hunt, and that is the key storyline. In what is perhaps Sandy's last start of 2022, can he throw his sixth complete game of the year? I would not rule 
or bet against Sandy doing it. He will want to do it. I'm convinced of it. I'm very intrigued to see whether the Marlins give him that leash. I spoke about it with Sean probably a month ago on this show saying, should Sandy be, you know, should he be eased out of the season, if that makes sense? Should they, you know, do the Julio Reyes special, let him go, you know, 80 pitches and then get out of there, the Tony Gonson and let him go 70 pitches and get out of there. No, no, no. Sandy's on full go. And, uh, you know, we love to see it as fans. And, and, and I've said it. I'm loving watching it, clearly. But, boy, it feels high risk for the Marlins in meaningless games right now that Sandy is, is continuing to push the ticket here on innings. He's by far uh, the innings leader and will continue to kind of press that. But, really, we hope that Sandy has a stunning end to his year, whether that is this Saturday. And, you know, it's how far can he go? How far can he go in this game uh, on Saturday, and that is going to be it. The Cy Young is in is in the bank now. There's no real question about it. Uh, I saw Max Fried actually had a real nice outing yesterday against the Phils. He took the L uh, mainly because it was a one nil game, so it was uh, he's getting the Alcantara treatment. It's funny, right? Because Degrom used to be Degrom, and it was being Degromed. Sandy, it felt like took that over. Maybe Max Fried is taking that over now, and he's getting the Degrom treatment. I don't know. Nevertheless, clearly, guys, San, uh, Saturday, Sandy. And Sandy's Beach will be in full go. I hope Craig Mish will be there. He's got the T-shirt queued up. Uh, and I'm excited to see how it goes uh, for that one. Let's do the ad. And then we've got a couple of other wrinkles and other storylines that I wanted to get into in advance of this weekend. And this episode, I'm, well, pleased to announce. It's one of our old friends, of course. It's our good, good friends over at Bet Online, And BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchup, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports, wagering information with live betting and up-to-minute scores uh, for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, that includes Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the game the trends i can't even speak head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more that's what i wanted to say bet online where the game starts oh boy it's been a long week and you can tell for me here um and i said i hadn't even been drinking i can't even speak nevertheless bet online how do you like the graphics too by the way sexy right i love these overlay graphics from bet online um and as well listen guys we all know what we're, we're trending towards here uh for those that are listening Locked on Marlins. Clearly, there's going to be a lot of Dolphins fans in there. And what a juicy matchup we have got here. The Dolphins and Bills queued up. Uh, it's going to be a wild one. I'm expecting a, what could be a shootout, really, similar to last week's game. We'll wait and see on that one. If it's anything like last week's game, then it should be sensational. Not sure that helps the Marlins with any eyeballs on their games, but nevertheless. Um, so, other storylines. I want to flick over to the offensive guys, actually, because J.J. Blade is... Struggling a bit right now. So I'm intrigued to see with Blade. There is three righties going for the Nats. So Blade has got a decent chance to start every game, perhaps. I don't know how Mr. Analytics um, is seeing it, but Blade over the last seven days, yeah, it's not been good. He's he's hitting 118, um, you know, 8Ks in that, in what's that, 17 plate appearances. So Blade's kind of struggling. He is. He kind of struggled with the glove. The Marlins have shifted him back out to the corner. 
Uh, Brian Dalla Cruz has emerged, both with the glove. He's playing most of the center now. And with the, with the stick, Brian Dalla Cruz, he's back. September specialist. We got Brinson, the king of spring, and Dalla Cruz, the king of September. <laughs> Struggled to come up with a rhyme there, but nevertheless, you get the point. Dalla Cruz, absolutely on fire right now. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to see what Blade can do. It's now in September now, right at the back end of September. Confidence is maybe knocked with the glove. How's that impacting him uh, with the stick? With the stick, it's been a, it's been a bit of a struggle. But this matchup now, this weekend, whole weekend series looks juicy for me. Can Blade bounce back? Can he bounce back and perform? I'm very, very intrigued to see on that. Flinging it over to first base. Uh, righty going tonight for the Nats. Uh, no Lewin Diaz. No Lewin Diaz, although Lewin has hit two home runs in the last uh, few days. So Lewin kind of heating up. Nevertheless, the Marlins seem to want to give Charles LeBlanc a bit of a go at first base. It's been he's been over there a little bit, you know, relatively frequently. It's kind of sprinkled in with with Lewin, obviously. But you know, the Marlins now, are, you know, are, are they really considering Charles LeBlanc as as a first baseman for next year? Could they be? I mean, at this point of the season, these these kind of prolonged you know stretches of of, of at bats for players or positions starts to maybe shine a light on what the Marlins are thinking. So, you know, with, with LeBlanc, you know, maybe they are thinking about him at first base. Um, you know, we'll wait and see on that. Clearly, the utility thing does help. Maybe he's going to be a corner utility. But, you know, on the flip side, the other corner, um, you know, Jordan Groshans, certainly as a contact hitter, seems to be, you know, doing the business. Defensively, it looks completely fine as well. Um, but the problem we're facing here is if you've got Charles LeBlanc and Jordan Groshans at the corner, Let's say Miggy at short and Jazz at second. It, you know, it's it's lacking power. <laughs> it still lacks power there. You know, LeBlanc and Groshans, you know, kind of similar dudes uh, in many ways. So, yeah, but I'm intrigued to see the Marlins are, you know, pressing ahead. I've still, I've been very intrigued, the fact that they haven't given Heyran and Canacion anything at any time at first base. It remains a bit of a mystery to me. I'm also slightly surprised they haven't uh, given Groshans any time at shortstop. Like, if they're getting to the point of putting Brian Anderson out in right field permanently, give or take, they're getting creative with Charles LeBlanc at first base. You know, why not move Groshans around and just see what, you know, see how comfortable he feels at, at shortstop? I know Miggy Rowe is getting the majority of playing time there. He's still in the hunt for the uh, uh, for the gold glove, clearly, at shortstop. So Miggy wants to be playing like most days. And actually, Miggy's had a good week as well. Like he's hitting over 300 this week, uh, which is nice to see. Um, but, you know, this kind of LeBlanc at first base is interesting. And the lack of playing time as well for Heyrar and Canacio, not just first base, but in general this week, uh, again, is interesting. The Marlins may be out on Encarnacio. They may be out on Lewin Diaz. Uh, if, you know, perhaps it may be that Lewin Diaz has an opportunity to, <clears throat> to be a platoon dude and, you know, just to kind of bench bat for the fish so they don't lose him. Uh, we'll wait and see on that. Uh, Nick Fortes catching this evening. Braxton Garrett is up, back up. Um, obviously, there's been <clears throat> some challenges in the in the rotation uh, with with you know people getting hurt really, and so Braxy is back up in the mix. Uh, he's replacing Trevor in the rotation. Trevor done for the year. Um, I'm intrigued. I think Brax has had a real nice year. Uh, this is again another nice matchup for Brax. So good opportunity to really kind of you know pad his numbers again. Felt like he he had a real nice run of playing against poor teams. And so, 
you know, for Brax, another opportunity, maybe two starts, two, three starts, maybe, depending on how it goes, um, including this evening. So, yeah, for Braxton, another opportunity, another opportunity the big leagues. Uh, and Eddie Cabrera is going on the Sunday. For Eddie, again, as we said about Pablito, we just want to see the health. We want to see him just continue and have a, a continued stretch. Pablo uh, has, has more than proven that this year. Whatever adjustments he made in the offseason in terms of his preparation, in terms of the, his, the way he looks after his body, whatever, it's, whatever he's done has definitely worked this year. And that is one of the most pleasing elements of this Marlins season. The reality is the wins and losses are going to look really similar the last year. Really, really similar. Even with Cy Young Sandy and Koopaloop and Jazz um, as all-stars. Maybe Miggy Rowe was a gold glover. This Marlins team hasn't been able to, to, to get any more wins, which is wild. They somehow managed to get them, you know, spend loads more dough and be at least as bad as last year. And in some ways, offensively, since Jazz has gone down, they've just been, you know, they've been worse. It's it's been really tough to watch, uh, clearly, which is is not good for us. Um, nevertheless, the rotation is always where the eyeballs are, clearly. Um, but you know, there are there are some things brewing around with the offensive guys, like I've already mentioned. Groshans continues to hit, which is nice to see. LeBlanc continues to hit. I just like to see the power stroke from these boys. I think that's what I'm looking for now. Is Groshans in particular, he's had his he's had his first home run. Can Groshans this weekend, you know, look to add the power stroke or in the rest of this season? Can we see a little bit more power production from him? I know he'll be thinking about that. So that's really front and center of my mind. Um, and, and can Brian De La Cruz continue with what he's been doing? And equally, I must say, Nick Fortes. I know I'm kind of rattling through guys here, but Nick Fortes to me is emerging as a as a real nice hitter. Um, he, he hits miles better when he's catching. We've mentioned it a few times. So Fortes to me, you know, there's, there's that power back there. There's the gap power from him. It's a real nice find for the Marlins. What we really need to see is congrosions at the power stroke, um, as well as the contact can LeBlanc as well. Cause if these guys are going to be playing uh corner infield for the fish next year, we're going to have to see some power production there. We have to, um, Wendell's gone to the IL which was further news. It was saying earlier that, that he may look to try and be back at some point uh, in you know this season. So we'll wait and see if that actually happens. Avi Garcia also back in around this, um, you know, this point is kind of, you know, trending towards, you know, returning maybe, but I think I, I thought I'd seen reported that Avi was done for the year. Nevertheless, you know, with Avi Garcia and Joey Wendell, they're all, they're, they're vets. They, we know what they are now. Let's not bother. Let's leave them. I held. Let's let the guys play. Brian Anderson continues to get a lot of reps out in right field. To be honest with you, I'm a little bit mystified with that. I, I sense that the Marlins are cooked with Brian Anderson. And with that being said, I, I prefer to see Heyran and Canacion taking those at-bats at, at right, you know, and playing in right field. I would. Let's see a bit more of Encarnacion. Um, Blade, I guess, is also shifted out to right field. So maybe that's the impact. And maybe you could shuffle Encarnacion to left. Um, you know, there, there's, there's loads of ways, but... It feels like Brian Anderson ABs in right field now are, are kind of wasted, particularly if the Marlins are you know are out on him. Uh, and 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 likewise, I still like to see as much Lewin Diaz as I can. Uh, the power has been there this this week, two home runs, and so you want to see him if he is hot to continue to to stay hot. That's the thing. Um, John Birdie, uh, the that's the other storyline as well. Whenever he's on base, he's dangerous, and Birdie's getting a lot, a lot of playing time now as well. So he continues to keep the pedal down, looking to win the stolen base title, if indeed that is a thing. 
Um, just, just imagine that then, guys. Here we go. We round it up and we look at the honors board for the 2022 fish. A uh, lot, of, lot of losses, but a Cy Young for Sandy Alcantara, the ace of the staff. You've then got maybe a gold glove for Miguel Rojas, El Capitan. You've then got three All-Stars. Sandy is one of them, of course. Jazz Chisholm, Garrett Cooper, okay. Cooper Loop was a uh, a reserve one or a, you know, a first reserve, whatever it was. But that was voted for by the players. So the players voted uh, Cooper Loop in there. And then, um, you know, <laughs> thrown into the mix, you've got John Birdie uh, with the most steals uh, in Major League Baseball this year. Absolutely wild, the, the fish... Have, have had all these standout performances, but haven't been able to convert that into wins and losses. Nevertheless, those are the key. I mean, there's a lot of key storylines right now. It's still September. You know, it, it is September. There's still baseball being played. You know, the Marlins at home against the Nats with Sandy going on Saturday. There will be eyeballs on the game on Saturday, albeit college games will be played at the same time. So it'll take away a little bit, but I'd say... If you could get down to the ballpark and, and go and enjoy a Sandy Alcantara start against a relatively weak Nats lineup. If you like pitching duels and you like watching Sandy work 100 pitches in two and a half hours going nine innings, then I would recommend you get down there. So that's the main thing to, to be down there seeing. Braxton Garrett, how does he go this evening? Um, plus, I've got my eyeballs on JJ Bloday. I'm very intrigued. Um, you know, he's slumping a little bit now. Shifted out of center field. Can Bloday find... Uh, a bit of a hot streak in the in the last couple of weeks. Brian De La Cruz, can he stay hot? And can we see some power from Groshans or LeBlanc? Because both or either one or the other um, could well be on the opening day roster for the Marlins in 2023. And we're going to need that stick to be hot, no doubt about it. Guys, that is going to wrap us up for Friday's episode of Locked on Marlins. Uh, thank you for making Locked on Marlins your first listen of the day, if indeed this is your first podcast. If it's your second or third Thank you anyway. And guys, reminder, I'll be back Monday, of course, because, yes, sir, it is a daily pod Monday to Friday, so I'll be back. Thank you for joining me throughout this week. I'm going to get this one posted and then straight on to Fish Stripes Live to talk some great British baseball with the boys on Fish Stripes. In the meantime, let's see Sandy Alcantara get that complete game, and I'll be back Monday.